Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we remain standing before the Lord, let's turn to the scriptures. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, 1 to 8. Amen. Shall not God avenge his own life? Yes. Cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Amen. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Amen. Praise God. Jesus told them his story, showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. He said, there was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought and cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day. But after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I'd rather do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. Then the master said, Do you hear what that judge, corrupt as he is, is saying, so what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you, said Jesus, he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man find on the earth when he returns? My Father, we're grateful to you, Lord. We thank you because you're a good God. You're an awesome God. We thank you because you care for us, Lord. You are interested in our status quo. Praise God. When we are beat and down, you care and you're concerned about us, Lord. We thank you because you're concerned about our spiritual health, 
our physical health, our emotional health, our relational health. You are concerned about our wholesome health, Father. We thank you. This morning, speak to us. Minister to us through your word. I pray in the name of Jesus, every discouragement and disappointment in the house of God, in the hearts of the people of God, be dispelled by the light of the word of God. In Jesus' name, for your glory. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. This morning, the message is titled, Don't Give Up. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't give up. Amen. Don't give up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, the title speaks for itself, right? Don't give up. Praise God. Amen. God cares for us so much that when he knows that we are ready to give up, and when we are ready to throw in the towel and call it quits, he comes to us, he nudges us, and he whispers in our ears saying, don't give up. Praise God. Amen. Jesus is talking, he's saying, always pray and don't give up. Why? Because he knows as People, as human beings, we have the potential to excel and the potential to call it quits. Praise God. When we are upbeat, when we are encouraged, when things are working out for us, when the weather, when the forecast is as predicted, when things are running smooth. We are ready to ride. We are ready to soar. We are upbeat. We are cheerful. But when things don't work as we plan, and as the forecast goes wrong, as the predictions become wrong, as the predictions are not timely, when things get dragged and delayed, we have the potential to give up, get discouraged, and disappointed. So Jesus is saying, don't give up, but be persistent. Press on. Push on in prayer. Praise God. And as a good storyteller, and as a good teacher, and as one who taught with authority. Jesus drives his point home so that no one will feel as if they did not understand what he is trying to convey. Praise God. He does not want any ambiguity here. He wants his listeners, readers to be sure of something and in order to drive the point home he shares a story. What is the story? The story is what? Very simple. 
There is a widow who's crying for justice. She's saying that her rights have been violated. She's asking for protection, and she's going to the court. She's going to the judge, and she's asking, and there is a judge who don't give a deadly do. He don't care at all. Praise God. But Jesus is saying, because the woman was persistent, the judge changes his mind and grants the verdict. Praise God. Now, Jesus is saying, learn something from this woman. What is that lesson? The lesson is what? Lesson is what? Don't give up. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at the story that Jesus brings. He is presenting a petitioner and he's presenting one that is being petitioned. He is bringing a contrast which cannot be ignored. He brings in a man and he brings in a woman. Praise God. He brings in a powerful man and he brings in a powerless Praise God. You can't escape the contrast that Jesus is drawing. When he is painting that, that picture in the minds of people, he wants them to understand the stark contrast that is in this particular story. Did you get it? There is two people, a petitioner and the one that is being petitioned. There is a man and there is a woman. There is a powerful man. There is lady is a powerless woman. Praise God. And then Jesus wants us to understand this man. What is this? Jesus said this guy is what? He is unjust. Praise God. Do you know what should be the quality of a judge? Judge is called to be what? Just. Justice. Just. Justice, where are you? Praise God. Justice, just. But he is seated in a seat that requires him to be just. But Jesus is saying that he is anything but just. He is on. Just praise God. Hallelujah. Then he's saying, this is a man who has an I don't care attitude. How many of us are armed with that attitude? I don't care. Is there anybody here who has that I don't care attitude? This just unjust judge had an I don't care attitude. He did not care about God. He did not care about man. Praise God. Can you imagine going to such a person for justice? Can you imagine this guy sitting on a place where he's going to decide on your case? 
Can you imagine this man having the power to issue a verdict on your life, on your destiny, on that which matters the most for you, on your future, on your life? Oh my God! Now you need to understand the settings that are involved. In the Middle Eastern countries in those days, the judge or the court was a system which was known as a, as a, what is this? What is this? Oh, come on, what is this? Let's say, more, more, mobile phone. They had a mobile in other words, it would be a, a court that would go from place to place to place to place. Okay? And those judges, those magist magistrates, where people were appointed either by the ruler, Herod, or one of those Roman guys. And these guys were corrupt. And the judges received or took on the case based on what? Not based on priorities, not based on first come last service. This is how it goes. First come last serve? No. First come? First serve. That's not how it worked. These judges and his assistants, they picked on cases based on convenience. Because he was an unjust man, perhaps based on bribes that were received, and this is what was going on. Now you have the picture of a man who was powerful. See, unlike our nation, here judgment is issued, the verdict is issued by the judge, but who makes the decision here? Who makes the decision, guys? How many of you has gone, gone for jury duty? Nobody? You should. If you ever get a chance, you should go because you understand the system. Okay? Sometimes it gets dragged, but it's worth it. Here, the jury what? What do they do? They decide. But there, in most of the countries, it's not the jury that makes the decision. You know who calls the decision? The judge does. In other words, one man. And if you have nothing like what you are supposed to be, if you are an unjust judge, you're going to do, you're going to say whatever you feel like doing. So now you understand how powerful this man was. Praise God. You go to him, to his court, to the court that he presides over, you are at his mercy. Mercy beaucoup means what? That's not no mercy, that's thank you. All right, now look at the woman. The woman was, look at the strikes that this woman had against her. What was the strikes that this woman had against her? Number one. She lived in a cultural setting and in a system where the woman was considered as a second-class citizen. Thank God we don't live in that system. 
I expected at least the sisters to say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That was a spirit-prompted hallelujah. Because you guys didn't want to do it. Amen. Okay, so a second-class citizen, one. Number two, she was a widow. In other words, there was no man to stand by her. Praise God. No one to assist her, no one to stand for her, no one to support her. Number three, as a a widow in that setting, she was most probably poor, broke, busted, bankrupt. Praise God. In the Bible, if you read about widows, you can see that they are always pictured as what? As poor and powerless. Okay? So this is the picture that the Lord is drawing. Okay? Then the, this is the three strikes that's against this woman. Regardless of the odds that are stacked up against her. To the odds being, the judge being unjust, and the woman being powerless, and the strikes against her, Jesus is saying... That this woman, regardless of her strikes, she is persistent. Praise God. She is so persistent that she has decided, I will take no. I will not take no for an answer. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible encourages us to say no to a lot of things. Hello? The Bible encourages us to say yes to a lot of things. The Bible encourages us to say I do. The Bible encourages us to say no to many things. Anybody remember what are some of the no that the Bible tells us to do? What? 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 Yes, Jackie? Anybody? No to ungodliness. It's very interesting to see. Thank you. Titus 2, 11, 2, 10, 11, 12. Okay. The grace of God that brings salvation to all mankind has appeared and it teaches us to say no to ungodliness. In other words, the grace that brought salvation to mankind also teaches us to say no to ungodliness. Okay, all that right there. But when it comes to persistent faith, When it comes to persistent prayer, when it comes to persevering for what belongs to you, you have to remove the word no out of your dictionary. Praise God. The Spirit of God has told me that there are people in the house of God that have been engulfed by no. What does that mean? It means that they have succumbed, they have been pressured, they have given up to no. Praise God. 
Jesus says, learn from this woman. She decided that she's not going to take a no. She's not going to take a no for an answer. Amen. Hallelujah. If you've been knocking at the door of God, if you've been praying for something particular, and if you have felt as if the things are not moving, then today you have to make a decision. I'm going to take, not going to take, no for an answer. Praise God. Jesus is saying, what is Jesus saying? Look at this woman. She goes to this man who's unjust, and the man is saying, you know, I am fed up. Some people have the art of bugging people. I hope none of the husbands here would say, I'm fed up. Fed up with this constant asking. I hope none of the wives here in that place saying, I am fed up. But this judge, he says, you know what? can't take this. I have the right. I don't care about God. I don't care about men. I am in absolute control and I can say no, I'm not going to, I can't say that I'm not going to entertain her, but, 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 because she's persistent, I am going to do what? I'm going to avenge or I'm going to issue that verdict. Now, Jesus portrays this picture and then he jumps into the application. What is the application? Hmm. What is the application? Read the applications. No, 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 no. Before that. Before that. The direct application after he shares the story. What is he saying? Hmm. Oh, there it is. This is what he's saying. Jesus is saying, listen. Will not God. I want you to repeat this after me. Will not God. Praise God. There is a difference between God will not and will not God. And this morning we want to repeat will not God. Amen. Amen. I want you to bring into your mind the very thing that has been bugging you. The very thing that is standing before you as a tower intimidating you, looking down at you, belittling you day by day, increasing in size and intimidating you. You look up to it and say, will not God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Will not God do what? Bring about justice. See, God is all about justice. Do you have a doubt? You know, we always want to look at God as being merciful, which is, is. God as compassionate, which he is. Praise God. He is also a just God. Praise God. 
If you are seated in the house of God, thinking that my rights have been violated, regardless of where it is, maybe it's a blessing that ought to come your way. Maybe it's a promise that's on the hold. Maybe it's, 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 it's the scepter of the wicked that is sitting on your inheritance. And maybe you've been crying out to God. Will not God, will not God, huh? will not God do what? Avenge, praise God. For who? For his chosen one. How many of you guys think that you are chosen? You think you are chosen? You think you are chosen? Amen. Hallelujah. Chosen who do what? Sit in the pew smirking saying what does this got to do with me? Well be patient it's coming. Praise God. Chosen. Who do what? Ah, that's where it is. Who do what? Amen. Cry out day and night. Praise God. Hallelujah. Some have given up. Forget about crying. Forget about crying. This is crying what? Day and night. Praise God. I want you to look at the contrast here. Jesus is not calling into the parallel here. Now I want you to look at the contrast. The woman had three strikes against her. What were the three strikes? Woman, widow, poor. Okay. And as a poor, as, as a widow, she had no one to? Okay. Now, the contrast. The judge was? Unjust. Now Jesus is saying, we, if you consider yourself as chosen, praise God, we have a judge who is unlike this judge, who is unjust. Our judge is what? Is just. Abraham once stood before God and said, Would, will not the God of all the earth do that which is just. Our God is a just God. If you feel in any manner injustice has been served to you in whatever platter that it has come, I want you to come before a just God. Amen. Who is not swayed by opinion. He is not swayed by public polls. He is not swayed by bribes. He is not swayed by any kind of compensation. I want to tell you, you can sway him. You know how? Cry. Praise God. The just judge. Number one. Your judge and my judge is a just judge. One. Number two. You and I don't come only to a judge. God introduced him.
him not only as a judge, Christ introduces him as our father who art in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care how much pressure you feel this morning. Praise God. As much as he's a just God, is my father. Hallelujah. What does that mean? It means everything. Praise God. This just judge is my daddy in heaven. He's my papa in heaven. He's my heavenly father. Oh my. Praise God. You know, think about the most powerful person on the earth. Think about him. Who's the most powerful person on the earth that comes to your mind? Come on, you? Quick. Sterling Alexander, maybe in your home, yes. Yes, who's the most powerful person? Come on, quick. President Trump. Okay, all right. President Trump, he's a powerful man, yes. What's his youngest son's name, the dude that always stands next to him? Huh? Barron? Barron, okay. You think Barron needs an appointment to go to Trump? What do you think? Huh? You think he calls up the secretary and says, I want, to, I want to talk to the president. What do you think? What do you think? Huh? Open door policy. Oh, my God. She's, she's watching CNN too much. <laughs> open door. That's right. Actually, it's not open door policy. It's a no door policy. That's right. Praise God. So as a father-son relationship, you can do what? Oh, man. You can just run up to him. You can do what? You can just run up to him. Praise God. Get up and sit on his lap. Have you ever sat on your daddy's lap? I'm not talking about older kids. I'm talking about the little ones. See, they are in the nursery. Praise God. You know, it shows the affection and the attachment. Jesus is saying, listen, you know, forget about that. Think about you and God. That's what it is. You and God. He's a just God. He's a just judge. He's also your heavenly father. Now, the court system. The court system. For them, they have a court system. We also have one. What is our court? Praise God. The writer of Hebrews says, therefore, come boldly into the throne of grace. Ah, oh, man, I walk in you, walk in with the assurance that what? is not going to turn you down. You're going to receive mercy and grace when? In time of need. Praise God. Three strikes for the woman. No strike for you. What do you and me have? We have what? We have free access. Praise God. We, have, we are coming to our heavenly father. We are coming to the one who is just. And Jesus is saying, would not the just God who will what? Avenge for who? The chosen one who cry out for him day and night. Next, next word. Read the next part. Yes. Hmm. Pick on the same line. 
Though he bears, huh? Praise God. Sometimes it gets what? It gets stretched. Okay, the next one. Yes. Hmm. I tell you. Who is this? Jesus is telling. I tell you. Guarantee. You can bank on what he says. Now listen what, to, what he's saying. I tell you, would he not avenge? Huh? Huh? Ah. Oh. Avenge them how? Speedly. Everything is about speed, right? Hmm? Fast. We are a culture that's moving fast. Everything is fast, 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 fast. Nobody likes Nobody likes to be delayed. We have fast train. We have fast food. We have drive-ins. We have walk-throughs. Everything is moving fast. In a world that is catering to speed, God is saying, don't you think that God will do what? Judge and send an answer speedily. How many of you guys have a speedy pass? Oh, no, Peter and Glass has a speedy pass. You know what a speedy pass is? No. You don't know what a speedy pass is. Talk to him after the service. Okay? Speedily. Now, does this make any sense? The first part is bears long. And the second part is speedily. Hey. Does this go together? The woman is doing what? Constantly. Jesus is saying God is a just God. And, and the whole point in sharing the story is what? He's telling them to be what? Persistent in prayer. So where does this persistency and speed come together? In other words, keep knocking. Keep praying. Cry out to God. It's going to come through. It's going to come through. It's going to come through. But Jesus is saying, it's going to come how? I know there's a lot of people in the house that's been praying for a lot of things. Praise God. To the point that you'll come to a point when you hear another prayer meeting, and where did Joel you meet? Jesus is saying what? It's going to happen? Now you need to understand the speed of Jesus. To understand the speed of Jesus. And it is my prayer. Once we understand the speed of Jesus. You will fall into the rank of that woman. Who did not give up. Praise God. He sent his word. And healed them. His word runs 
swiftly adi vegathil oduna vajanam ayche avare adi vegathil oduna vajanam that's super speed that is super sonic speed you know can you measure that speed god spoke and it was done that speed that is speed praise god but what about you and me you and i have been praying for such a long time where the speed that jesus is talking here applies to you and to oh praise god what do you think you've been praying for something for so long and what speed is this that jesus is talking about well we need to come to grips we need to align our definition of speed with his speed praise god God's speed is never too fast it's never too late God's speed would always take you to your destiny God's speed will never leave you high and dry God's speed is good speed turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor god speed is good speed god speed is right speed god speed is perfect speed god jesus is saying would he not avenge speedily joseph started early in the morning his dad gave him an assignment and he left from where where was joseph huh where was home where was home nobody knows where was home at least what country huh where georgia russia joseph was in georgia russia that's a carball boy Joseph was in Canaan. Okay. All right. Uh, I think Uncle was talking about some other Joseph. Now I got to find out which Joseph is in Georgia. Huh? Okay. Joseph Stalin. Okay. I knew you were saying about some other Joseph. Praise God. I Uncle I would have caught on I would have caught on uh Singapore. because it's who's there oh prince is there we talking about we talking about bible now so let's come back to joseph joseph left home okay early in the morning he's taking supplies to his brother he goes through through various routes finally finds out that his brothers are in dothan and he goes there the brothers put him in the pit take him and he, they sold him to who sold him to who 
to the traders. The Ishmaelite traders were coming in a caravan. Do you know camels can travel super fast in the desert? They are known as the ship of the desert. Okay? But a caravan, it travels what? Slow, because it's carrying stuff, and its strings are attached, and one after the other, it's a group of camels traveling. For Joseph and the caravan to meet. For the Ishmaelite traders to pick up Joseph and transport him into the land of destiny. Praise God. Hallelujah. The time that Joseph left home, perhaps the caravan also started. And God had orchestrated the meeting at the pit because Joseph is destined to get a ride on a caravan that will take him to his destiny. Praise God. I want you to come with me. Praise God. We always talk about speed as super speed. But speed has to be defined and redefined in the light of God's purpose and plan for our life. Praise God. Even when you think there is a delay, there is a drag, God is saying it's working speedily. He doesn't want you to arrive before time. He doesn't want you to be left back. He is making sure that you reach your destiny on time. Praise God. Now imagine Philip. Which Philip? <laughs> Which Philip? I hope we don't go to London, England. <laughs> Prince Philip. Praise God. Philip. Not Philip Joshua. Philip the evangelist. Praise God. Doing a crusade in Samaria. The Holy Spirit says, go to the wilderness, Gaza. There is a chariot that's going. It's going towards where? It's going from Jerusalem to, to Ethiopia. And God tells Philip, Philip. That's a different kind of speed. Praise God. God knows what speed you need to travel. He's not going to make a mistake. If you have to get in that caravan or if you have to get in the chariot, praise God. Your speed is determined by God. But God calls it speedy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Elijah prayed for fire to come down from heaven like this. Elijah prayed for the rain to come. Seven times he sent somebody to look for the cloud. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are. Praise God. But I don't want you to carry away by speed by somebody else's definition. I want you to look at speed by the purpose of God for your life. Praise God. 
Define speed if it's the lens of God. Define speed with what God says. Define speed by the plan and the purpose of God. And fall back and says, Lord, if that's what it takes, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to pray and I'm going to cry out day and night to you because I know, I know because you're a just judge. You are my heavenly father and I have something else that works for me. The woman had nobody to stand by her. First John 2, 1, somebody read it for me. Hmm. I have an advocate. Put the scene to the side. Nobody to stand with the woman, but I have an advocate who stands by my side. Christ my mediator. Christ my intercessor up in heaven who speaks on my behalf. Christ up there and the Holy Spirit where? Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's the Holy Spirit? Look, 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 look inside. It's in here. The Spirit indwells me. So the Spirit propelled. Spirit pulled. Prayer goes up and Son intercedes for me before the just judge and the Father who loves me. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Huh. Spirit on the inside. Jesus up in heaven. Praise God. My Father on the throne. Hey. What's your chance? Some people think that prayer has an equivalent chance like New York Lotto. New York Lotto is what? All you need is a dollar and a dream. And then you look at the thing, it says one in what? How many chains? I don't know. That's how some people look at prayer. No, I want you to look at prayer. Holy Spirit in me. The Spirit does what? I don't know how to pray. So the Spirit what? Intercedes with groans. Huh? So the Spirit interceding from me, propelled, Spirit propelled prayer going up, the Son standing for me, interceding for me, and it's all being presented to a Father who I want you to pull your head up instead of looking at the delays and interpreting it as denials. I want you to look at, at delays and you say, Lord, I believe that your timing is perfect. Praise God. You know what happened to Philip, right? What happened to Philip? In the end, the Philip Bible says Philip got what? Philip got a ride. The Spirit got, Philip got a ride on the wings of the Spirit. <laughs> the Bible says he was taken up and they did not see him. He appeared in where? Azotos. 
all these three examples, there's a lot of examples in the Bible, I don't have time. All these three examples that we gave are speed. Praise God. The long trek to your destiny where God has planned to elevate you. That is God's speed. Praise God. In ministry, walking and running by the chariot, that is speed. Praise God. Getting a lift in the wings of the spirit and within seconds being transported from one place to another, that is also speed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word running swiftly, that is also speed. Ah, thank you, Father. What you been praying for? Have you been praying for goods? If you've been praying for goods and if you feel that there is a delay, it's because God wants you to experience how good God is. Before you get your hands on the goods, He wants you to know how good God is. If you've been praying for the gifts, I want to tell you, He wants you to get acquainted to the giver of gifts. If you're holding on to the promises of God and you see that something's not coming through, He wants you to embrace the one who gives the promise. Praise God. Mm. Praise God. Oh yes, hallelujah. What is applicable to us? Some people have been praying for such a long time. For something which are very natural to some people. When a couple gets married, in their mind, they think that they're going to have a child right away or whenever they plan. Some comes in an year or two whenever they plan. Some wait. 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 Praise God. We waited for hours for six years. Praise God. Hallelujah. We heard about Alex and Anu. They waited for some time. There are people who are waiting. Waiting. What's natural and what's automatic for someone might not be automatic or it might not fall in the same category as theirs. So don't look at their speed and think that God has given up on you. This morning, the Holy Spirit wants to instill hope in you. Praise God so that you will not give up. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't give up. God is good. Ah, come on. Your neighbor needs an encouragement. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't give up. God is good. He's going to do things speedily. Ah, yes. Praise God. Yes. Shall we rise up before the Lord? Mm -hmm.